Welcome to the Wordplay Cafe podcast. I am host part two, Dos Tomas J. Stanton, and I'm joined with host part one, Jennifer M. Gastelum. Yeah. <laughs> Jen is host part one because the future is fluid. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, thank you all for joining us for this podcast. We're really excited. Uh, we have an amazing guest today, uh, somebody who I think is on the rise in the spoken word poetry community. And uh, yeah, so we're excited. Um, but before we get into that, we have to take care of some of our business. Uh, we have to give a shout out to our baby mama, the Mesa Art Center, our main squeeze. <laughs> baby mama. That's a, Mesa Art Center is the, the, our baby mama. Um, but all jokes aside, uh, thank you for your partnership, Mesa Art Center. Um, we really, really appreciate that. Um, but that being said, the views of the host, especially me, <laughs> and our guests do not reflect the views of the Mesa Art Center or the city of Mesa. Just got to get that out of the way. Um, so, uh, yeah. How you feeling today, Jen? I'm good. Yeah, you ready we, for? We have to say thanks to Ke, too. Oh, yeah, Ke. Say it. We're in Ke Studios. Ke Studios. <laughs> um, thank you to Pam, Pamela Pam. Slim, and her family. Bom, bom, bom. Yeah, they yeah. provide a space for us to do this in, and it's a beautiful space, and they're amazing, and they help small businesses. So if you need help with your small business, shout out to Ke. Yeah, and um, also Ke. Um, we're, we're talking about, it's not officially launched, but, um, one of the goals that we're trying to do is create a community podcasting kind of center, um, where we, where we are recording at down in the beautiful basement. Um, we want to be able to provide that space for other folks, um, who want to do their podcast or maybe record some of their poetry or whatever the case might be. Um, and we have an event that will be coming up in October, um, we'll, we'll add some more details to that, um, at a later time, but it's going to be a really dope, uh, podcasting seminar. Uh, yeah. All so we'll weekend. have to make sure we get this. Yeah. We'll do an, before then. Yeah. We'll do an official commercial for that. We we'll, will. we'll record commercial. it after the podcast. All of my dreams are coming true. <sighs> I know. A commercial. You're like famous. Yes. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> All right. Moving on to our amazing guest. Um, I always try to give her a name that is not her name. Um, no, actually, <laughs> I, I, it's not. It is her name. I just pronounce it differently. But um, I think she's an amazing person, amazing poet. Um, I've seen you on the scene now for about a year and a half, and you are on the up and up. Please put your hands together one time for Ariana, hey, a.k.a. Ari J. Poetry. <laughs> What's up, man? I'm so happy to be here. Yeah? I was so excited. This is, you've done a lot of my firsts. No, wait, Whoa. slow down. <laughs> not that like, one, though. Not that one. <laughs> like, sure. the first time I got paid for a gig was with you guys. Whoa. Oh, yeah. That's I was really dope. excited about that. Now this is my first podcast. What, so. did you, uh, what did you spend that money on? Did you spend it? Um, you know, I don't know. I just put it in my bank account and hoped it went through. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so that's beautiful, um, to, to hear. Um, I, you know what? I'm, I'm grateful to be able to provide those spaces because I remember how influential those spaces were to me when I was coming up. You know, to make a little Definitely. bit of money as a as an as an artist is it's beautiful, you know. But I will say that um, I'm a little. I believe that artists should be paid, but I also believe that if you want to be paid as an artist, you have to demonstrate that that you are in that category. For you sure. know what I mean? And that's one thing that I think. You know, I don't just ask anybody to be a feature of an event i look for one quality of work um but i think more importantly than quality of work it's commitment to their craft and commitment to the community um and what i mean by that is like you show up when you're not being paid you know what i mean like you're there you're working you're signing up for open mics you're driving all across town Mm -hmm. you're working on your craft and that's like the first thing that i look for um, because I think that that's the, the foundation of, of being a successful artist, working well, I'm artist. I'm honored that you see that in me. Yeah, just don't, don't get the so- sophomore slump, though, you know what I mean? 
start making some money and then all of a sudden you're like i'm so famous so famous (laughs) i I don't even know who tomas is who's jen i don't even know no i'm just kidding it's all good so uh ariana our podcast is simple we want to get behind the artist and learn your story um our first question for all of our podcasts is who made you and who raised you one two three go Okay, so, excuse me. I grew up back and forth between um, Arizona and California, Oceanside to be exact. Um, My mom and dad were together most of my life, um, and their splitting up off and on, though, was the reason why we moved so much. So they would split up, we'd move to California, they'd get back together, they'd split up, we'd move back to Arizona. So um, a lot of that... um, I feel like helped raise me too. Like, you know, um, me and my brother were latchkey kids. Like my mom and dad were always at work. We had to call and check in. Um, And so most of the time we were taking care of ourselves, not like financially, but like feeding ourselves and making sure that we don't die (laughs) while (laughs) the parents aren't home. (laughs) Um, Yeah, is that enough? Should I say more? Um, I mean, how old were you when you were when you were taking care of yourself oh man um the first time I remember being like okay we are um we're home alone is probably when I was like five my brother was six to my to my parents defense my dad did work in the apartments that we lived in so he was there but just not physically um, but I just remember my mom telling us, don't answer the door or is they're going to come and take you from us. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay. We won't answer the door to anybody. Um, and so I memorized our phone numbers. Um, at the time we only had a house phone, you know, we weren't cell phone privy yet. Um, so yeah, that was the first time I remember taking the care of ourselves. So it's just you and your brother. Mm-hmm. I have a sister. She lives in North Carolina though. So I didn't meet her until I was like 12. She was my dad's first kid. Is she quite a bit older? How old yeah. is she? She she has to be like in her mid 30s and I'm in my mid 20s, so at least 10 years I would say. And we have a interesting dynamic. We're one of those siblings that on Facebook we say, "Hey, love you, sis." But you don't but really we never love visit them. each other. <laughs> it's like that Facebook love. It's not yeah. like that real love. Yeah, but <laughs> Um, yeah. I feel like I could say more, but I don't want to say too much, you know? Why? Say all the things. Yeah, you don't want to say too much because you're hiding information from the no. world <laughs> no. or you you're... don't want to take up space on the podcast. Yes, the you're, second one. This is about you. You're the only guest yeah. right now. We don't have anyone else to say things besides Tomas, and it gets weird every time <laughs> he starts talking too much. Let me let me ask a question to direct maybe some more thought on that. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you into when you were a kid? So you were a latchkey, right? You were staying home. But like, what were your hobbies? What were your passions? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What was your favorite cereal? Oh, Fruity Pebbles. When you were a kid? Yeah. My mom used to call me um, Pebbles. My brother was Bam Bam. <laughs> <laughs> for, all, um, for all those so that was, millennials, yes. that is a cartoon called uh, <laughs> Flintstones. <laughs> and then like, you know, Fruity Pebble. Yeah. Okay. Um, Were you into sports? Yes, Were you so artistic? I was into sports, but I was also accident prone, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I When we lived in California, so this is like, I was like seven. Um we had this hill that was behind it was like a mountain but it was too small to be considered a mountain so we called it a hill and our my mom always told us not to play on it but of course that was our favorite pastime you know extreme sports running Mm -hmm. up and down the mountain until one day i tripped and fell and slid my face all the way down to the bottom of the mountain And now I have a scar on my lip, um, and my two front teeth were knocked out. So I had a gap up until I was able to afford braces. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was oh, terrible, but it was mama. such... <laughs> um, but it was definitely a life lesson um, that we I had to learn, because my mom's words were probably just like, oh, no, we're not going to ever get hurt, you know. 
that's and, that's but that's like a part of growing up yes like if you don't have one major injury as a young person then you're probably going to be a shitty adult definitely you know I, mean? had many, <laughs> I had many accidents i, I uh i fell out my mom's car once when she was backing up my door wasn't shut oh, all the no. way so i slid my face on the pavement how so old were you i had to be like st- still seven yeah like i had all these things happen Oh my god! As a younger kid, it was uh, it built good character though. I will say, um, I was also into. I wrote ever since I could remember. I um, we were homeless off and on, so I would write and not know like people wanted to hear my stuff until one of my aunts. She's actually published in some book. Uh, I don't even know what the name of it is, but my mom would always tell me, "Oh, you can get published," and all this, you know. Um, hyping me up and I thought it was just my mom telling me you know I write good because she's my mom you know she wants me to feel good about myself um and so I wrote and I didn't really share until I got to high school and um sorry my voice um we went to I went to a camp at school I don't know if you guys are familiar with any town yeah I know any town so we had Cardinal Town and I went there and I... Was this in California? No, this is here. Sorry, I'm jumping. We, no, no, no. I just... Because I, like, I, cause I do know it, Calvin. Was Calvin involved? Harris? He, he, no, no, Calvin Terrell. Singer. Terrell. He Calvin wasn't Terrell. involved in Cardinal Town, but, you know, he did help He did create. the any town, yeah. Yeah, but he did my... Um, he was involved in College Town, which okay. I went to at ASU. Oh, dope. All right, cool. Um, yeah, shout out to Calvin. Right? Love Calvin. He's dope. Um, but yeah, so I wrote a poem at this camp about like racial diversity and how like we had this conversation there about my mom's black and my, sorry, my mom's white, my dad's black. Um, and so always trying to figure out like, I'm not black enough to people to be considered black. I'm, I talk, I guess I pronounce my words all the way. So I'm not fully black. And then like, I'm too dark to be white, all these things. And so at that Um, camp I created this poem and this teacher there loved it it was like she had never heard poetry before she was so amazed by it and it was only three stanzas and so at the time I was like oh that's just something it's not even anything I usually write you know and so I won a poetry contest because she convinced me to submit it which I didn't even know my school did um and so after that, I just was like, okay, well, I'm going to win more and more. And then I never did. <laughs> just what happens when you think you're going to win. You right? never do. And um, how old were you when you won the contest? Oh, this was, was the a college in high school. In high school. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I went to ASU here. Where'd you go to high school? Glendale High School. Oh, yeah. West Side. West Side. Mm-hmm. Um, just kidding. No gang affiliation over here. Um, Allegedly. <laughs> she has a teardrop. Under, uh, <laughs> I didn't kill anybody. Allegedly. Not yet. No, I'm Not just kidding. Yet. Um, so, yeah, I went to ASU. And that's actually where I was introduced to you. You know, not officially, but hearing you and Merlin and HB and Divine and all these great spoken word artists. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to be like them. I didn't know that people like they were talking about. Yeah, some of them were. Well, obviously, I don't know if you were at the time, but like full time artists. And I was like, I thought only rappers and singers could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I really was clueless. And um, so that was that uh, Welcome Black, right? Yes. The Welcome Black Explosion. Yeah. And it was always amazing. And I performed there. Um, definitely a lot less confident. Um, I was so stuck in my head with like, I cannot memorize my pieces. It's too hard for me, you know, but now I can memorize a few at least at one time. Um, well, a little bit of context too, because Welcome Black is not just like some small open mic on a college campus. Like it is once a year, um, Amasu, Arizona State, um, what is it? Amasu, Arizona State. African-American men of Arizona, Arizona State. State. Yeah, University. something like that. Yeah, so Amasu, shout out to Amasu, does this big event every year. It's it's at the beginning of the year called Walk, Welcome Black. And um, and it's like 700 people, like it's, in it's just terrible. in the MU. And, yeah. and they always hire 
um, like some like super dope nationally recognized poet to come and feature and host. And so it's like, even for me, when I was asked to be a part of that, um, I had, I was established, uh, you know, established enough, but like being on that stage is like, whoa, you know? So it's, it's, it's a, it's a scary space to be in. It was intense. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun though. And it made me, I mean, at the time I really still didn't take it's not, I guess, not serious enough to be like, okay, I'm going to go home and write something and memorize it so then next year I can do it. It really wasn't like that for me until, I would say, last year, to be honest. Um, I would always go to open mics, and I would always read, and I would always be like, I'm just doing it because I like it, you know? But then, like, last year at Poetic Soul, shout out to Poetic Soul and Cosmic Cadence. Um, nah, nah, nah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. We've talked about Poetic Soul and Q multiple times yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, um, but going there, um, I was like, dang, people really, like, I, can't, I don't want to cuss, but they really mess with me, you know? Like, they, You can cuss. It's I okay. Can cuss? okay. They, they did, really they, fuck with me. Yeah. Um, and so it really made me, like, inspired to want to share more of my like be vulnerable enough to like memorize and not be afraid of people like oh my gosh she sucks you know she forgot her lines which I owe I'm like notorious for forgetting the last two three lines of my pieces um and so even after that though people are still like they still appreciate you know my art so you know Wait, so were people, like, trash-talking you? No, 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 no. It's just, like, one of those things. I don't know. I don't want to... Was it more in your head? Yeah, in my head. Like, I'm thinking, like, okay, if I don't memorize it or if I mess up, like, somebody out there is going to be like, oh, my gosh, she sucks, or... Mm. Is that because that's how you treated people that forgot their lines? No. (laughs) No. Were you, like, the person? Like, oh, my God, sucks. No, no. I would always feel bad for somebody when they forget their piece because I'm like, man that's why I always read because <laughs> I can't forget my words and they're on the page but you know I'm actually learning more to really appreciate when um when people do mess up because people are human and it reminds people that even like even though I'm getting up here and you won't like I'm still human doesn't mean I'm like some superpower or superhero and um I'm doing this because you can't you know I'm just I'm just me Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that more. And um, yeah. There is two levels of memorization. Um, first is your, you've memorized it in your head. Mm-hmm. And that's the place where you can lose focus. Uh, you can, if you're really nervous, you can forget your line. If you're, if you're going up there and you're thinking, I don't want to forget a line, I don't want to forget a line you're probably going to forget a line because Mm -hmm. you're Mm -hmm. so in your head is the first place. And then the second level of memorization is, and I'm not trying to be cheesy. It's Mm -hmm. in your, in your soul. It's when you can sit down anywhere and recite a poem and people won't even know that you're reciting a poem. And the, the key is, is that, and it's interesting because that is when I think it's full circle, right? Not that there's anything wrong with reading. Like you read your poems. It's, it's perfectly okay. Right. But when you write it, it comes from your soul, right? So when you memorize it, it back in your soul, it's like this full circle. And that's when I think you have these sometimes very spiritual moments on a microphone when you are reciting something from your soul that came from your soul and then it connects with people you know that's when people are like oh my god like i felt that you know and the only way that you can get it back to your soul is by performing um it all the time like you can't just then this is one thing that i learned is that you can't just perform your poems at open mics because there's not enough open mics Mm -hmm. you got to perform them at your job you got to perform them in the shower. You got to perform them in the car. I remember um, sorry, in the no. grocery store at Walgreens. My friend, um, one of my best friend. She's in the middle Walgreens. of Walgreens. This is Walgreens. Not Attention, for real. Attention, you shoppers. I have a show for you. There's a crazy person on aisle five. Oh my gosh. Um, actually, last Christmas, um, my best friend, I always, always go to her house. Um, and. She convinced me to perform in front of all her family. And there was, like, a lot of them there. But I don't know why. It was like, okay. I had a pep talk myself. Okay, I'm going to do it. No, that's okay. Do you really want to hear it? 
I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no, I don't know. And then I put my sunglasses on. I don't know why I was so intimidated. Oh, my God. You went rapper style? <laughs> <laughs> I had to because... Like, these are people who know me on a regular basis, you know? I'm like, oh. I would have disinvited you from my house if you <laughs> put your sunglasses <laughs> on. I'll perform for Don't you, hate. but That's I got to put my sunglasses No. Like on, like on um, what is that? Big Daddy. Oh, yeah. I, I'm kid. invisible when I have my you're sunglasses all, But you're on. not a child. I can be. <laughs> no, you can't. Yes, I can. You're an adult. We're all, we're all children at heart. Okay. In our, in our soul. I'm going to I'm gonna give you a rapper name now. <laughs> <laughs> if they can't see me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I haven't. Sorry. That, so, so you, you were, put on the sunglasses. Yeah. I want to hear the rest of the story. Yeah, I know. My bad. Oh yeah, no. I put it on. I put on the glasses and I performed. And it was funny because um, most of the people in there never her and they're all like yeah i'm gonna come see you oh that's you know? cool um but it was really funny because her little sister is like 16 or 17 and she had a few of her friends there and all her little friends were like oh my gosh i need to follow you on social media i was like oh my gosh i'm getting followed by teenagers i'm pretty cool you know <laughs> so cool <laughs> and uh that's how you become viral i know right? teenagers, i'm like yeah. yeah tell your friends to follow me too um but yeah they really they really liked it too. I don't know. I guess sometimes I'm just surprised when, when I write something, and then it comes out and people actually like it. Because sometimes I'm like, you know, if you write, you have tons and tons. I call it my unfinished business little book that I have, and <coughs> there there's tons of pieces that probably nobody will ever hear besides my boyfriend. You know, when I'm bored, I'm like, so you want to hear this piece I wrote, and then. It's like two lines long, and he's like, that's it? Yeah, that's all I got for now. I'll tell you when I finish it, and then I never go back and finish it. Um, and so, yeah, I really appreciate it when people are like, yeah. You know, I'm going to like it regardless, but if somebody else like, man, I really felt that, and I can relate, and, you know, things like that, it makes me feel like I'm changing the world. <laughs> so young and just ambitious. So young and naive. No, I'm just kidding. That's what you wanted to say. I, would, no. I did. I just couldn't. Jen, do you have a question? Because I, I, I want to ask a, a question, but I want to give you space too. No, I was just thinking that her Instagram handle might be rej underscore sunglasses. Ooh, I might have to. <laughs> I might dabble with that. For, that's your I'll, rapper name. It's rej <laughs> underscore windows to my soul. <laughs> Can I just make it a hashtag? Do I have to add it in my handle? <laughs> I mean, we could start with a hashtag. <laughs> Um, so what's your process? How do you write? Like, when does it start? Yeah. What's your process? Mm, you know, that's something I've been trying to work on. I convince myself that I'm like busy or something, you know? Um, and so I don't have a like really distinct process yet. So it's something I'm always trying to work on. Um, because for me, I find it hard. And I actually, when I was listening to the podcast that like you had with, I think it was Samuel. Sam, Samuel. Samuel. You were talking about, or maybe it was Lady Caress. I don't know. Those one are of the them, only two out right those now. Those are the only so. two. <laughs> but I don't know which one it was from which. But anyways, you had said that like something you heard from a professor or a writer's right. Writer's right. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I should just do that. But for me, it's like if I don't have like a thought, then I can't. I it, can't like like I can't make it come into like a page of something, you know. So. Usually, and I do not, this is a disclaimer, I do not advise this, but usually my best thinking space is in the car. <laughs> so I usually write when I'm driving <laughs> Hold on, on my phone. you write? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Like so, talk, talk, to, talk to text? We could say that. <laughs> <laughs> Which basically means no, so. Yeah, no. no, I usually am typing it, and I usually, I don't usually look at my phone. Like, I feel like I can type enough words but usually it has a lot of typos or I have to go back and look at it later because I'm not trying to get in an accident at the same time but I have the best thoughts when I'm driving and I'm like thinking and you know I commute 45 minutes to work there and back so it's a lot of time that I could be spending writing but instead I'm in the car here's a uh here's a tip for you because okay. I I too uh am very creative in the car I don't know what it is babies mm -hmm. fall asleep on car rides <laughs> poets write poems um <laughs> But 
that's how that's how I started to memorize poems. Mm-hmm. Um, is when I was in the car, I would start like I would have a thought in my head, and I would write it, but only in my head. Like I, mm-hmm. I literally wasn't writing it, but I would go line for line, and that you know when you're forced to do that, like you, your memorization. Uh, skills become sharper because you're challenging yourself to like, and, and also though, what I also found with that is that it, it connects to, um, that, that soul. Cause now you're just talking, right? Now you're just having a conversation, you know what I mean? Which makes, I think the poetry a little more organic. So save yourself on some insurance <laughs> money. Good thing they're not listening. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're gonna do a PSA after Yeah, I know. Like, just so you know, we do not advocate. We do not condone it. I wasn't texting. Do it every day. I wasn't texting. I was writing a poem. Oh well, then that makes it all the much better. You know what? Perform <laughs> it for me then, and I won't give you a ticket. And I'm like, uh, no. I don't do it that often anymore um, because driving in this state is just. You know, you're one blink away from getting in an accident. Oh, I yeah, feel like it's sure. just even when you're not on the phone. So I've actually just stopped doing that. Um, but I've been taking more days off too. Like today I took off just because I just needed a mental break from because I do graphic design and marketing and all that. And I spend like a lot of time trying to be creative, but like visually. And so like I haven't had the time to like sit down and be like, Okay, now I'm going to write. I spent eight hours, you know, trying to come up with this, these things that shouldn't take that long. But for some reason, I can't get them out. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a work in progress. I won't, I won't do it. Do you journal? No, it's, I didn't, there's nothing writer. to be ashamed. No, no, none of this is a shame. <laughs> I'm just Don't a, listen to him. No, I, <laughs> look, I am a firm believer that it, writing is not, you know, sometimes you, you, you're inspired and mm-hmm. if you have the time and space, you write them down. You know what I mean? Um, there's other times where you have to live your life. Like poetry is just a, a retelling of an event that inspired you mm-hmm. and was worth you going back to that moment and, and creatively writing it down, right? So sometimes you have to live your life you know what I mean? Like you have to live your life. That's why all most bands and rappers first album is always the best album because their whole life up until that first yeah. album was the inspiration for that album. And then after that, they're like required to drop an album every year. And it's like, they're not necessarily that good because mm-hmm. what could be happening in that year? You know what I'm saying? So don't worry about it. It's, it's your process. Mm-hmm. But I think journaling, if you can, um, just even those like two lines, three lines, like if you can keep those in a place, um, that when you do have time to go back to, you know, I'm actually it's probably, not a bad idea. I have to take breaks now at work because of our system. I'm hourly now, so I have to take a mandatory break. Um, so I might start doing that during my little 30 minute breaks. Um, so how'd you get into, so you're both visually and literally literally <laughs> right wordly lit, 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 oh yeah, yeah. Literally. Lit, literature literally literally <laughs> literally creative so how did you get into graphic design oh um so i was always interested in it um like painting and i used to spend hours now that i'm like i have the software now but i used to spend hours trying to manipulate things in word i've done that because that's all i had and i'm like oh my gosh now that i'm looking back at it it's like i gotta save so much time and energy but anyways how that i got into it now um i work for arizona's children association and um i was we they do we do a lot of things there but at the time i started working there i was I licensed foster parents and all that. And then a marketing specialist, like the assistant to the um, manager, was created. And I was always interested in it. And I never actually learned how to do it. So they kind of took a chance on me. Um, Because I know I can, like, picture things in my head. And, like, I know what I'm thinking of. I just need some time to put it together. And so 
um, they took a chance and I've been doing it for almost two years now oh, wow. and I love it. It's, it's honestly, I've gone home. That's why I took a break today. I've gone home every day and done something and I'm like, I could be doing this with writing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't, I've been doing, you know, things on InDesign and I'm convincing my supervisor to let me down, download, um, after effects so I can do those text, you know, those little short images, um, with just text or slideshow, I guess you would say. Um, so I can learn how to do that. And so I'm kind of like at a point where I'm like trying to figure out which one am I like, cause I love both. Which one am I really invested in? Which I want to be invested in both of them, but it's just like, I don't have the mind to be mm, like, like the I'm going to do both, you know? Um, so I, eventually I want to try to maybe combine them and do like graphic art with my poetry. Ooh, so that'd be cool. Shorten my pieces by far. Cause I like to write long pieces um and like just putting it in an image of some sort that's actually why i like this room so much i'm like oh my gosh this is so cool it is cool i appreciate it so much have we talked about this room i mean a little bit it's really hot it is toasty in here we might have to take a just a quick intermission just so I can put my face in front of the fan for a second. <laughs> We're in a basement with no circulation, mm-hmm. and the fan doesn't do well for the audio of the podcast. But I almost passed out like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> really? I could see. I was and like, I'm just being honest. Water? I'm being honest. Drink up. I am beverage. drinking up. I don't know Hydrate. what's going on. But, anyways, let's talk about the aesthetic of the room, not the, the heat. The heat. It should cool off soon, right? October, couple October, months, couple maybe. Months. Um, well, when this airs, it'll be nice and cool. Imagine it's October and it's nice and cool. Um, there's a mural in here that's really beautiful that was done by um, Jeff Slim, who is a artist and muralist in Phoenix. Mm. And his handle on Instagram is the All Electric Kitchen. But he um, also runs Palabras bookstore in phoenix which is a bilingual bookstore where is that located i don't actually know i don't know if it's i think no i was gonna say grand but that's not true okay i wonder if it's the one that's on uh 16th street and that sounds right that sounds right yeah it's right by my house i've been there like twice but i i am the most directionally impaired person that i know so that means I, I don't even know. <laughs> I know some people. They can't go anywhere without their GPS. Oh, man. Even if it's to the same store on the same corner. Over and over again. Over and over okay, again. maybe I'm maybe I'm doing okay then. <laughs> but know, yeah, it is a really beautiful space. To yes, be in. it is. What's his handle again? The All Electric Kitchen. I'm gonna follow him mm-hmm. for his visuals. Yeah. Do you know why I challenged myself to be non-directionally challenged to be good at directions without <laughs> GPS? What? In case the zombie apocalypse. Oh. You're not alone. I'm directionally, what is it, fluid? Fluid? Empowered. Directionally empowered empowered because. Capable? um, Capable. (laughs) Um, As a kid, uh, when we did live in Phoenix, Glendale more so, me and my brother. um, My brother and I. My brother and I, the grammar police is with us today. Shout out to the grammar police. <laughs> oh, he's, he was waiting for me to mess up. No, I wasn't waiting. I don't, I wasn't waiting, but I do. That is my job at the house with my children, specifically oh. my 10 year old. I'm always like my sister and I. Okay. Carry my on. brother and I um, would take the bus around um, the city. So we would take the bus to Metro Mall when Ooh, it was actually a mall. Shout out to Metro, Metro Center. Lots of <laughs> um, and it was really funny. One one day, um, when, this is back in California, when I started high school, my freshman year there, I was only there for a few months. Um, me and who was it? My friend attempted. California is much different because I feel like they're just like a big swirl of streets. We attempted to take the bus to our high school, but didn't know that the bus was going to end up turning in the wrong direction. So we had to walk like two miles Mm. from where we were. And after that, I'm like, I'm never not going to know where I'm going because I don't want to end up walking two miles when I don't have to. And ever since then. Depending where you're at, too, you could end up in the wrong neighborhood. I know. But we were in 
Nah, you don't really want to walk two miles through the Crip neighborhood when you're wearing <laughs> your red flannel. I, I choose non, um, non-binary <laughs> colors. So like this one is like greenish, you know? Greenish. Or- greenish. It's, it's, <laughs> it's uh, forest green. I think that's what it is. It's good color. Dark green. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, Ready for October. November. All the people that can't see what we're talking about are like, get on to something new. <laughs> um, Ari, what do you want to do with poetry? Like, I mean, if you had to, if poetry, if you were given the opportunity to make poetry your career, what would be your legacy project? At this moment, like it doesn't have to At be some current crazy. moment. Yeah, if you were like given the opportunity, what would your legacy project be? Actually, I am not on in, I'm not in the process of writing it, but I have this idea in my head where I want to compile um, a bunch of my poems. Because if you've heard me before, I do a lot of love poetry. You do talk about love a lot. I do, and not all of it is happy. Like you said, you you try to set me up that one open mic where she's he's you're like, well, you know what? Just enough is. I treat my bills like that. I just pay it enough. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that was yeah. actually that was good. Thank you for the setup. <laughs> I got a good laugh out of that one. You had to be there. Um, but anyways, um, so I have my favorite piece, right? That I'll probably end up doing at the end of this. Um. But from that, I decided that Heartbreak Saved Me, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's the title of a book that I want to write. And so the beginning is, you know, heartbreak. Then the middle is self-love. And then the end would be finding love. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's what I want to try to do. I was like, I'm going to do it in a year at the beginning of this year. (laughs) That was so funny because I haven't even gotten anywhere near a book of poems um but yeah that would be it and then maybe like do some book tour you know yeah that's real yeah i, I think, don't know i performed in new york did you um, where at <clears throat> i don't remember the name of the spot but it's a weekly thing on thursdays there in brooklyn uh we had went in march and i was like telling my friend it was her birthday i was like but we have to go to an open mic there you know, it's New York. I want to go to an open mic, you know, see what it's like. We found this open mic, and it ended up being mostly rappers. And so I signed up on the list, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do poetry. And so it was all these rappers. So they were mostly men in there, so it was just a group of girls. And then two of us performed, and when I performed, everybody went crazy. And I was like, oh, shit, New York. I might have to come back to this. I can get used to this crowd. They were like on a whole nother level. Like want, all of them wanted to follow me on Instagram and connect with me and all this stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was just a, it's just a poem. You know, I didn't think it was something grand, but it, it was dope. It's because there was a bunch of rappers in there. And like, <laughs> finally. They're like, let me get some content from you. Let me, can you be my ghostwriter? No. <laughs> no, no shade to, to, to good MCs. Yes, no you shade. You know, no shade. There's, there's many. But, and, you know, look, if you, if your goal in life is to just be a punchline rapper, then, uh, you know what? I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> like you're going to go on a whole long tangent well, about how you were hurt by some MC rapper. Nah, no, nah, it's kidding. not that. I just think, you know, sometimes I could, I'm at that age now where I, I can be classified as the the old head who's like, back in my day. We didn't do that kind of... But it's It's definitely that dangerous. But like if you ever listen to the music from back in our day, you're like, no, yeah, we kind of were pretty shitty too. (laughs) I think their lifestyles were not as shitty. I mean, it was like, yeah, you know, lots of things. But, you know, I feel like all these young rappers these days are on a whole other level of crazy nonsense or maybe it's just more visual like you can see it we have more access to it now yeah more access yeah it's That's like true. before i didn't know you know popping i didn't even know what popping molly's were until the song came out i never knew and then like now rappers are known for yeah he put like four or five in his drink of cognac or whatever four or five mollies <laughs> 
I don't know. I feel like that's a thing that young rappers do that are like I feel like that's famous. death. That's, yeah, that's that what that like, is. Sounds like a, that's, that's a, a death cocktail right there. That does not sound happy. But anyways, no. Yeah. I think, you know, art is art, right? It's art to somebody. That's a good point. Art is art, yeah. And, you know, I just culturally, I think some. I think we live in a, in a time where um, becoming viral, in order to become viral, you have to be... Uh, controversial or you know like Mm -hmm. you have to like push the boundaries of what's like acceptable socially acceptable and you know then there's this kind of like well if that person did this then I'm gonna do this Mm -hmm. and like you know um, because everyone's trying to you know make it Mm -hmm. you know I think everyone's trying to make it and my opinion is that it's hard to make it as somebody who is thoughtful and compassionate and empathetic to society you know what I mean like a lot of folks that make it are at least they're portraying themselves to be like these like crazy individuals yeah you know who knows you know who I would like want to be like who like Francisco the one he wrote the after poem about oh Rudy Rudy yeah Rudy 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 Francisco you know like him or um Amanda Biles, that her name? Amanda. Mm, I don't know who that is. Amanda something. She was one of the hosts of the Welcome Back Black Poetry Slam one year. Okay. Um, so like people like that, like they're what would they be classified as? I don't know. Well, like B list celebrities. I don't know. For me, they're celebrity because I just admire them, you know. And they're poets. Art. They're really good poets. Yeah. You know. I mean, I don't know who Amanda is. Um, I'll look at her name later yeah. and tell you. But. but yeah, Rudy's just a really good, really good poet, really yeah. good writer, really good performer. But he's like kind of famous, you know. He was on oh, yeah. um, the some, Dave, David, uh, yes, not David Letterman. I was say some show. Yeah, one of those late There's night a shows. A lot of lack of details and factual information in this I'm conversation. Sorry. <laughs> you can cut this part of the podcast out. We never. No, cut it we out. don't cut anything out Whatever's of the podcast. Useful. We don't. Um, but I hope you guys are giving something valuable from our conversation, at least. You know. I am. I think you like naturally led into like how I think what I imagine just me listening and me not being a poet and me not. I mean, I have my own artistic interests and I, I mean, hopefully talents, but you're very talented, Jen. Ah, thanks. So but I definitely love hearing how did you start writing like what kept you writing and what has your journey been and what has like continued to motivate you and like why do you do it because there's people out there that maybe write and maybe they dabble and maybe they go to open mics Mm -hmm. but they don't know if it's leading to anything or they don't know if like you know it's really accomplishing what it is that they want to do with their writing and so being able to hear you all you've always written like for as long as you remember Mm -hmm. and then you just like started going to open mics and you kind of got that yeah got that itch it's like a I feel like when I first started going back out to open mics um because I always have gone just not like religiously um but once I started going like last year it was like an addiction I was like oh my gosh I want to see somebody and it's also like I don't steal people's stuff, but it also, like, inspires me, like, or it gives me an idea or it makes me look at something differently where I was like, I could never write about that. And then I hear somebody say something about it. I'm like, oh, that's some good wordplay yeah. or, you know, just admiration for it, you know. And there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I write, but I'll never get up there. I'm like, well, we're waiting for you until yeah. until you do, you know. it's. I feel like all open mic crowds that I've gotten to, um, it's all love, you yeah. know. And, connecting even if you're not actually going up to that person and meeting them it's like i'm sharing some shit you know it's from my heart we're it's, gonna be connected yeah. whether you want it to be yeah. or not you know it's community it is <laughs> yes. i mean the open mic is a community and sharing your work is one of the i mean it's one of the the foundations of of who we are as people like we've always use story to connect grow to um build a you know build our culture and you Mm -hmm. know uh pass down legacy um you know so this is this is like one of the oldest art forms is is storytelling you know what i mean and so it is it's beautiful and and sometimes like you need that space 
Like that's one thing I, I think we can, you know, let's, let's get on track a, a, a little bit, of, you know, like take it to a, a place, a focused place, like the open mic. Mm-hmm. Like the open mic is, is, is a very important place. It's like you said, it's a place where you're going to go. You're going to get some things off your chest. You're going to connect with someone, whether they come up to you and talk to you or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an opportunity for you to work on your craft. You know, like it's a, it's a very important thing that um, poetry and, and, you know, other art forms um, provide with the open mic. Sorry. No, no and I, I mean, that, that's, I'm shaking my head. Yes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, and like what you said, like you get inspired, like creativity breeds creativity, mm-hmm. like being around that can like inspire Definitely. you. And there's, I mean, I think we've had conversations about this, but even that book that you let me about still like, still an, like artist. an artist, like there's gotta be like, there's, it's all been done. Right. And so like, yes. you got to find the way, the things that inspire you pull them and then like make something else out of it. And like, that's an important part of that creative process. Maybe not for everybody, but I imagine for like a lot of people for me. Yeah. Sure. I mean, we're sharing energy. I mean, I met you at a, at an open mic, you know, if it wasn't for the open mic, we wouldn't know each other. And I don't remember. you just said, welcome black. That's where you met oh, me. Yes. 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 <laughs> that's no, where I'm you, like, when did, I don't remember when we actually <laughs> officially shook hands and be like, Oh, I mean, I can think of a couple of places. The Gamage, the most recently was the Gamage. Oh yes, you know? the Gamage. Gamage that was open a mic. Very intimate. I was like, man, I don't know. I felt like I was. <laughs> I don't We're know. all about to pass out because it's so hot in here. <laughs> it was, it was different because, like you had mentioned at that Gamage open mic about like people who get on the Gamage stage are like you know, professionals for real, you know, and they practice their, whatever they're doing for hours and hours and hours. So getting up there and being on the stage and performing in front of, you know, younger individuals, I guess like myself, I felt like I was a lot older than some of them that were there, Mm -hmm. but nonetheless, it was just nice, you know, also to see how like, um, how the younger population is, I guess, like 18, 19 year olds are just really good. Like, I don't know. I don't ever, when I think of an 18, 19 year old, no offense, I sometimes don't take them seriously. And that's mm-hmm. not for, that's not no fault of their own, but like seeing 18, 19, 20 year olds, like, you know, get up there and kill it. I'm like, oh shit. I wish I was doing that when I was 18 and 19. I was still stuck in a box. Like I can't get out, you know? So. Yeah. No, it's the open mics are important. So shout out to all of the people uh, here locally and nationally who invest in open mics. Yes. You know, we have ours, uh, Wordplay Cafe, shameless plug. Um, you got poetic. It's called the Wordplay Cafe it's podcast. Called. There's nothing <laughs> no. shameless about it. Like, this is like you got PR. poetic soul. You got home-based poetry. Um, you got some youth organizations that are doing really good work out there, um, providing spaces for young people to find yeah, their voice. Open mic almost every day of the week yeah. these days. And it's crazy because I wish there was some around when I was, you know, a teen. And I would have been more, I, would, I guess I would have been more, like, compelled to actually pursue it and take it more seriously had I known sooner. You know, I think I heard a home base when I was at ASU, but then this is not no jab against them but i thought it was for older crowd you know but it that is was, yeah we don't like you young buck no, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding and um but yeah i appreciate them now because kids you know who were me know like oh there's a space for me i can actually get up mm-hmm. and share even if i'm not quote unquote being like the best performer out there you know i can still get up and share and so i think it's super important i love what you guys you know you guys do so much you you guys don't talk about your yourselves enough but it's dope what you guys are doing i talk about myself i should say jen doesn't (laughs) tomas could take the mic and i could just leave and he could be here and be his own guest i've been very fortunate to be blessed in this community to get to a place where now i am able to provide an opportunity to hear from the next generation. Millennials mm-hmm. are coming at you. And, We're coming uh, in strong. We <laughs> do have youth poetry programs. Another shameless plug. 
phonetic, phonetic spit, spit project mm-hmm. lit mm-hmm. um and you know we've talked you and i i mean you've expressed interest in getting involved in that and mm-hmm. and that's that's how this works that's how community works is you create a space where people can come together they can share stories they can share art forms they can meet each other because other than that how are we really going to meet Right. You know what I mean? Like it's like there's some people out there that'll walk up to somebody at a coffee shop and just be like, you know what? I really like your glasses. And, you know, what's your name? You know, what do you do? Right. But most people. They're usually trying to sell you something. They're trying to sell you something or (laughs) trying to meet you. Maybe they haven't been out of the house for like six years. Yeah. (laughs) You know, who knows? Realize that that's kind of weird. Can't can't trust those people. Don't look people in the eyes. What are you doing? (laughs) doing? Get on your phone. Oh, man. (laughs) Find me on Tinder. What are you doing? Good God, give me the option Tinder to swipe left, right, up, down, A, B, A, B, select. Sorry. Let's hear it. Okay. Let's hear it, and then we're going to ask you a few questions, okay. and then we'll have you spit a poem, and then we'll all go upstairs and to put our head in the icebox. <laughs> wipe the sweat off. So back, back when I was single, like two years ago, I did partake in the Tinder game, you know? But the very first time, I didn't even really know what it was until I was at this um, game, this arena football game. And my friend was like, yeah, she's talking, she's telling me about Tinder. I'm like, oh, what is it? She's like, yeah, you should download it. Okay, you know. So I downloaded it and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? She's like, well, you swipe left. If you don't like them, you swipe right if you like them. I was like, okay. So I downloaded it, made my profile, and I'm sitting there, like, swiping left, like, nobody's business. Like, left, 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 left. And I hear this person in the background, like, swipe right. And I had no idea what they were talking about until I was, like, swiping. And they kept yelling it at me. And then I turned around. They're like, swipe right. Give them a chance. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) This person can say I'm on Tinder, and I'm not giving anybody any love. Oh, I, I thought sh- you were going to say that you thought you were swiping left no. and the whole time you were swiping right. That's no. totally something I would do. You're just like telling everybody like, yep, yeah, yep, you, you, yep, yep. you get a car, you get a car. You're the Oprah of Tinder. I think I only met two people off Tinder and they were the devil. So I deleted Tinder. Really? They were just, well, one of them was okay. I was, eh. another one was just a really bad person. So yeah. I deleted Did you go on dates with them? Yeah. So the one guy, we pursued a relation and it was A relationship? No, it was a relation. It was supposed to be a relationship, but then I didn't know that it wasn't. (laughs) So what is pursuing a relation? It's like... I know what what relations are. (laughs) Yeah. It's like almost a relationship where you guys call each other like, babe and... You know, boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. It's almost official. It's almost official. Okay. And then, you know, they end up being a shitty person. So when they're married, when they're married. <laughs> they weren't, this one wasn't married. We were almost in a relationship, and then but I then I found out. I was married. Found and his ring <laughs> and his wife and kids his on wife, his Facebook. His wife came over. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's a relation. It's, I used to call that a ship. Instead oh, of a relation, that's we would good. be on the ship. Yeah. We weren't quite in a relationship. You were just but on we were on a ship, ship together. We were doing something, but it was not a relationship. Yes, I used to call that Netflix and chill. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I, yeah. I used to, oh gosh, this could be like part of Tomas's future uh, comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Uh, Jen and I are both married, not to each other, but um, <laughs> like to, I'm d- aware. Clarif- the rest of the population clar- isn't. Clar- clarify <laughs> that. Um, and uh, marriage is cool. It's hard. It's a lot of work, but it's it's what's best for uh, the kids. <laughs> oh, <laughs> marriage is cool. <laughs> wow. I have hope in marriage now that no. you say that. There's Dude, a lot of perks to there's, marriage. There's a lot, a lot of, of perks, perks, right? But um, um, and that's also I I disclaimer. I hope to one day be uh, brave enough. I want to challenge myself because I'm real comfortable on the stage as a host and a poet. Yeah. But I want to feel that, like, that those butterflies that, like, oh, man, this is going to go terribly wrong. Boo. Yeah, right? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I, I want to do stand-up. I want to do stand-up. Yeah, I Enter would love Tomas to. Can I be your comic. hype girl? 
I don't know that. I'm going gonna, gonna to be like a random person sitting in the stage. And I'm going <gasps> to. That's a good idea. I'm going to like comment on your joke. Really oh, you're like a plant. You're, yeah. you're a plant. Yeah. I'll be the heckler. The heckler. <laughs> I'll be like, you suck. <laughs> that joke was up. terrible. got to go in. <laughs> but, Let uh, us know when and where we'll be there. Well, so a lot of times uh, when I say things like, you know, like marriage is good, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's what's best for the kids. Right. That's my zinger. That's like my plan. I'm working <laughs> on my 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 comedy right yeah. and uh, all great uh comedic stories are at least 50 percent true so there you go uh, <laughs> but i Promising feel still. i feel like i feel like um you know there's every once in a while i feel like i missed out on a really really good opportunity um with technology to be single Cause like I, you know, like I was already off the market by the time like Tinder and all that kind of stuff. Oh, you dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah, you. I feel that. I n- I never did any of that stuff either, and I'm thankful. I, but you don't think it would just like be fun, It'd like be as an entertaining. adult? Yeah. Let me tell you, some of the messages I would get, it was like, "Hey, I'm just looking to have a good time. Are you down?" I'm like. Um, no, and they would unmatch to me. Well, can I tell you the messages I get? Like, hey, did you put the chicken in the crock pot? (laughs) (laughs) That could be it. That could be like a double entendre, though. That's true. No, it was a single entendre. (laughs) Did you literally put the chicken? Threw up again. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, babe, uh, we're out of diaper wipes. Dang it! I wish I can unmatch. What's it called when they they unmatch? Unmatch. I want to unmatch. When I get those messages. Why is this not working? (laughs) Why are you still messaging me? (laughs) You guys are happy. Marriage is good for you guys. It is. No, I I mean when you really like the person you're married to, it's definitely a good thing. And and when 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 you have a person who you can like, these are conversations my wife and I have. Yeah, like me we joke, like we always, you know what I mean. I I'll tell my wife all the time, like, man, I wish I could swipe right on you right now or swipe <laughs> left. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I, we we will often talk about whether or not it would have worked out if we didn't have babies. Ooh, mm. it would have. You don't know. Who knows? No, it would have. You know, but I um, was pro birth control for a while because I knew it wasn't going to work out with or without kids. So I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to take that chance. Mm. Don't have kids until you're ready. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't want it to be an oopsie baby. Yeah. You don't want that. I got an oopsie baby, but she's she's badass. You got an oopsie you, baby, too. I, I mean, you guys were in. Yeah, we were together, yeah. but we weren't. We, you know, we weren't trying to have a baby. Yeah, we weren't either. I don't think you. I don't think oopsie. That kind of is what it entails. Like, oh, we didn't plan. I don't know. Anyway, okay, let's not go any further down this, <laughs> this rabbit hole. Maybe the next uh, F- TJ's corner, we can go a little deeper on this. Be- before Somebody we transition, I do just in case my son ever listens to the podcast when he's older. <laughs> he's two. I would like for him to know that uh, even though he was an oopsie baby, he is the best mistake I ever had in oh, my life. Same. Yeah. Same over here. Yeah, he's, a, he's a shit. I love my son and my wife and my dog. I love my dog the most <laughs> out of all of them. You want another dog? No, I don't. I'm afraid, that, I'm afraid that if I have another dog that I'm not going to love it. Like, you know, like you have two kids. Yeah, it's hard. My brother just had their second child and their first, uh, my niece, uh, Nola Blue, is amazing. She's like one of the coolest kids ever. And my brother was like, dude, like I legitimately am not sure that I'm going to be able to love my son as much as my daughter. And I was like, yeah, that's why I have one kid. I don't (laughs) want to risk it. I feel that because we, I mean nine months old i have a nine month old and we i was a little nervous i'm like i liked the first one so much i don't know if i'm gonna like the second one as much but i do you do yeah, yeah you're pretty like, blessed they're, they're you're also the awesome. mom it's true but you even as the mom you're like well like i don't know if i have enough love to like spread around to another little I human patience i'm like one day i just might not love one of them enough because that's I just, fine that's okay. Yeah. Okay. My mom. I'm taking notes yeah. here. Yeah. You don't. You you don't. Well, I think I think what it is is you don't have to like them all the time. I don't like my True. son at least forty percent of the time. <laughs> he's in terrible twos right now. He's a jerk. Ooh, he's fun. No, sometimes he's a jerk, <laughs> but I love him all the time. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Love and like mm-hmm. two different things. 
Ariana. Yes. What is your favorite ice cream? Cookie dough. Ooh, that's a good one. That is my favorite. You know, it's nasty, but I could still eat, I I could eat cookie some. dough out of the wrapper and be completely Hold fine. Hold on, what do you mean? Oh, like just like, regular cookie oh, dough. Oh, not the ice cream. Not yeah. the ice cream. I like am obsessed with it. I obviously don't because I would have to work out a lot more if I cookie <laughs> dough. But, you um, it's all in moderation. <laughs> you Actually, w- it is crazy. You would be cookie dough? <laughs> I would be cookie. You are what Lots you eat. Lots of mush. I had this ice cream from this place called um, uh, Novel in Phoenix. Oh, I went there. And I had their... They do cook- like a donut sandwich, yes. right? Yeah. I didn't get any of that because somebody was bringing it to me. F- like they went and came back to work with it. It was their uh, Cookie Monster mm. flavor. Oh, my gosh. It tasted like it had cookie dough in it, but there was no cookie dough. I was like, I'm going to go back. I'm probably going to go back tomorrow. <laughs> it was so good. Um, I don't eat ice cream as much as I'd like, though. But yeah. it's my favorite. So yeah. if you guys want might... to... If you're around the streets and you see, you know, Ariana hanging out, just bring me some cookie dough. We can be best friends. Cool. When it cools noted. off. Yeah, noted. <laughs> um we didn't get to ask i think we usually ask first what your inspirations are yeah what are you listening to uh, or reading <coughs> you don't know how to read <laughs> i'm just kidding i didn't just graduate right. high school no i'm just kidding um inspirations what? i listen to a lot of, you know you wouldn't know by my playlist that i am in a happy relationship because i listen to lots of sad r&b um 80s 90s heartbreak hotel you mint know? condition <laughs> mint condition i and you know it's amazing what i get kind to of man <laughs> would I be? Yes. i get to serenade um my boyfriend these songs these heartbreak songs as if he's the one who hurt me and you know he he loves it you know so i listen to heartbreak um songs and i look at I get to look at Pinterest at work because I also do our social media accounts. So sometimes I'll scroll on there and look at their, I'll type in inspirational quotes or Monday motivational quotes. <laughs> <laughs> so I look at all these quotes um, that, you know, they make me feel good. So then it inspires me. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Cool. S- simple. So uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. We appreciate you. Uh, I think this was a good conversation. Uh, it went a little left and <laughs> swiped right. Because <a> <laughs> you're working on your comedy plugs already. Hey, yo, hey, yo. Um, but uh, on on a very sincere note, I think, like I said, I think you're you're definitely somebody who I'm proud to, to see in the community and, and on the up and up. And I look forward to uh, reading that book. I'm going to hold you to that. Get on that. Even if it takes you 10 years, you got to write it. I will. Um, yeah. So uh, now all that we need is for you to uh, close us out with a little piece. And then... Uh, Should I do a short one? I mean, it's your world. It's your world. If the people don't like what they're hearing, they can just turn off. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> don't turn it off. Don't turn it off. Keep listening. Listening. Mm. Okay. I'll, just, I'll do my favorite one. That I'm sure if people are listening and they know me, they've already heard it, but it's okay. All right, let's go. Okay. I woke up and decided that my expectations were going to be my priorities. I was no longer going to accept maybes and babies. Please wait for me. No, I no longer wanted to flip men like get-rich-quick schemes, taking in run-down lovers, fix them up, and wait for them to be good to me. No, a fixer-upper will no longer settle me, and I know in this whole love thing there are no guarantees, but baby... I need to know that our love is worth investing because that return on investment can no longer be disappointing. And I know in this whole love thing, it just isn't about me, but I foreclosed too many times, leaving my pockets cold and empty. And so now I'm liquidating, see, baby. I'm just trying to save my sanity. I woke up and decided I'd stop walking miles for those who wouldn't even tie up their shoes for me. And it's so startling thinking the distance I would go for the potential I was envisioning. Images in my mind is all that it seemed to be because in reality, this hot-ass desert showed me what I wanted to see. Like mirages in the distance, that same potential kept disappearing, and so I woke up and decided that I was tired of being thirsty. I quenched for love, but always ended up dehydrated and lonely, and so being halfway love was no longer fulfilling. I mean, who are we fooling? You aren't ready to commit. This love thing was just so thrilling and addicting, and it happened so conveniently, baby. We don't have to keep pretending that some amazing future is gonna erupt between you and me like epiphanies. I loved you for who I wanted you to be. It's no wondering, it's no wonder it wasn't working. 
baby, this whole love thing between you and me just ain't happening. So today I woke up and decided that it was time I'd stop hurting. And that's my piece. Hey, yo, hey, yo. Thank nice. you. I'm going to change your name. <laughs> you're you're going to be Ariana Love Jones. Oh. Poetry. You ever seen the movie Love Jones? A long time ago. Yeah. Have you seen that, Jen? I don't think so. You should check it out. Love Jones. Do you have yeah. Amazon? I do. Get it. You you need to, before the next podcast, please watch Love Jones. <laughs> okay. Because we'll do a TJ's Corner. All right. And we'll Talking talk all about, about Love Jones. Love Jones, my favorite What's movie. What's TJ's Corner? It's when Jen and I... <laughs> don't have a guest. Don't have a guest. Oh. And we just talk shit about life. Oh. <laughs> we don't know what TJ's Corner is. <laughs> no, we don't. We have one re- one recorded that's probably going to release in the next few weeks. Yeah. But... Um, I, we're probably gonna have to get a little more focused. I like yeah. the review. Let's review shit like for TJ's corner. Yeah. That's fun. yeah. If you guys absolutely. need another, I mean, I'll always come. I'll drive yeah. out here for you guys. You want hey. to come back? I won't talk about myself though. I just want to talk shit about reviews. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you. Our yeah, uh, oh, lastly, uh, Ari Ariana Love Jones poetry. Where can the people find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Facebook at Ariana Jones, um, and on Instagram, the handle is it's R-E-J, two I's in there, because I'm complicated, and I don't want you to follow me on Twitter, because I just, um, I just talk weird shit on Twitter, so that's it, <laughs> Instagram and Facebook it is. What about, tw- what about Tinder? <laughs> oh, Tinder's in the trash. <laughs> with the devil (laughs) all right you all have a good one peace out peace Thank you for joining us at Wordplay Cafe, the podcast. You can find us on the World Wide Web at Creative Catalyst AZ on both Instagram and on Facebook. And you can see what's happening next on MesaArtsCenter.com forward slash Wordplay Cafe. You can follow me, Tomas J. Sten, at Bird City Poet on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me on Instagram at SleeplessInAZ. And lastly, thank you to the Mesa Art Center and Cider Core. Peace.